0: Welcome back to The Great Compromise. I'm GOP Jim, and with me is Victoria the Democrat. It's been a couple weeks, but we are back, and we are ready to debate the filibuster. So what is the filibuster? Well, the filibuster describes any attempt to block or delay Senate action on a bill or other matter by speaking at length on a proposal. In short, the filibuster is a tool to extend debate allowing one or more senators to delay or entirely prevent a vote on a given proposal. We've all probably heard of the famous filibusters where people talk for, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours on the stand about nothing, about everything, reading the phone book, reading Dr. Seuss, whatever it takes to keep a bill from going forward. But these days, that's less common. The more common practice is now a silent filibuster which was designed to keep the Senate business moving, but it's also increased the number of filibusters used. But effectively, it's just the threat of a filibuster that keeps bills from passing. Some other important terms to know before we go forward. Cloture is a motion that closes debate on an issue and proceeds to the vote. It takes 60 votes in the Senate to invoke cloture, which will end the filibuster. So basically, if someone is filibustering a bill, you need 60 votes in order to pass it, which is not typical for normal bills. You usually need a simple majority. So because it takes 60 votes in order to end the filibuster, something new has happened in the past few years called the nuclear option. The nuclear option is a procedure that allows the majority party to change a Senate rule that allows something to pass with a simple majority vote. So the first person to do it was the Democrats led by Harry Reid in 2013. They used it to change the vote requirement for executive nominee confirmations to be considered on the floor. So they didn't need 60 votes. They just needed 51, a simple majority. And then in 2017, it was used by the Republicans led by Mitch McConnell to end Supreme Court nominations with a simple majority. And so that's where we are today. Now let's get into the debate. I am on the pro side. I support the filibuster. The filibuster is intended as a tool of compromise and cooperation. If the majority party knows they need 60 votes to end debate, then they should be more inclined to work across the aisle and find some middle ground to get those extra votes. Of course, in recent years, this hasn't happened, especially with senators being so willing to use the nuclear option to get around it. But historically, it has been used this way, and I believe we can get back to that. For whatever reason, the Senate has been more than happy to pass nothing instead of actually compromising. Ironically, it may be the filibuster that creates unity between the parties once again. Compromise may be the intention of the filibuster, but it has another use. It's the only tool the minority party can use to have a voice. If it wasn't for the filibuster, Whichever party that was in the majority could just steamroll legislation through, without concern of the minority party. Take our current Senate demographic as an example. We have 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans in the Senate, which is a perfect split of the country. Of course, with a Democratic vice president to break the tie, the Dems technically have the majority. Now, would it be fair for them to pass whatever bills they would like without considering how half of the country has voted? Because that is exactly what would happen without the filibuster. It allows the rest of the country's voice to be heard, and that is how democracy should work.
1: I'm on the con side this week. I'm against the filibuster. Filibusters slow down the legislative process and make Senate less productive. Today's Senate is the least productive in history. 278 bills were passed in 2020, whereas 1,000 were passed in 1971, and over 2,000 in 1955. The literal purpose of the filibuster is to slow down and block bills from passing, therefore it's likely a big part of the reason that the Senate is so unproductive today. Secondly, it can be used to stop votes from happening. Filibusters have been used to block voting at all costs. For example, the filibuster can be used to stop important progress from taking place. In 1922, the dire anti-lynching bill was prevented from being passed by the majority due to filibustering. It actually happened three times. Once in 1922, then in 1923, and again in 1924. And this isn't even the only lynching bill to be stopped due to filibustering. It should have been a common sense law. Lastly, it gives the minority power to block any legislation. Technically, a single senator can completely derail a bill if 60 senators can't agree to invoke the cloture. If a bill fails to pass because of a small minority that's against it, is that representative of the greater desire of the people?
0: Thank you, Victoria. So what you're saying is the filibuster is a tool to stop legislation from passing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is both true and not true Mm. (laughs) at the same time, right? Yes, technically it's a tool to slow down or stop debate on a bill. But let's talk about how long the filibuster has been around. It, It was... The Senate ruled for filibusters in 1806, and the first one was used in 1837, okay? So it's been around a long time, and it's only become an issue in the past decade.
1: What about my example where it was used in the 1920s?
0: Well, it's been used. Right. But you were saying that the number of bills to pass has gone down since the 50s, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. But it's really only been the past 10, 20 years that we've even decided the filibuster was a problem. Is that right?
1: It's become a big problem. Yeah. It's it's
0: become a problem. But because it's been around so long, and the issue has only been within our lifetime, I would argue the problem is not the filibuster itself. The problem is the hyper-partisan climate in Washington.
1: Well, that is a problem, well, it's, sure.
0: it's the root of all evil, I think, at this moment. It's the reason that the parties do not want to work together and that it is better to not pass anything than it is to compromise, right?
1: Which is ridiculous. Like, these should be adults in office, right?
0: Yeah, but they're not. And it's because yeah. it's because of how partisan everything has become, right? And that is not the fault of the filibuster, which in my opinion, his intention is to promote compromise. And it's only been a problem lately. And so that is my argument for you.
1: I think that the filibuster has been a problem in the past, derailing progress like passing anti-lynching bills and other civil rights bills that people tried to prevent from voting on through filibuster. So I think it's not only... Recently, that it's ever been a problem, but I agree that the anti partisan beliefs in Washington right now are creating a much bigger problem, and filibuster is a big tool of that.
0: Okay, so I think you are talking about what I'm considering two different issues, right? We're talking about the problem right now with the filibuster that very little is passing, and you're talking about how it's been used in the past to stop good bills from passing. Yeah. Those are like two different things, I think.
1: But it's still all against the filibuster, which is the broader point that I'm making.
0: Okay. So saying the Democrats used the filibuster to stop an anti-lynching bill from passing in the 1920s, and then also the Democrats using the filibuster to stop the civil rights bill in whatever year that was, the 50s, 60s. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just had to mention it was the Democrats doing that I both noticed, times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it up. But regardless, because the tool has been used poorly, doesn't mean it's a bad tool, right? Yeah, I I don't agree with them filibustering those things, but in the 1920s, it obviously was not a popular opinion to be not racist. I mean, we know that now. Looking back, we, we were horrified, but at the time, that's just how it was, and it's unfortunate But I don't blame the filibuster because people were racist.
1: Don't you think that the reason people filibuster is to derail the majority vote from going through?
0: Yes, it's the only tool the the minority party has.
1: Okay, so then those anti-lynching bills would have been passed without the filibuster. Civil rights bills would have been passed without the filibuster. Well,
0: they were passed eventually.
1: They could have been passed sooner and done more good.
0: Okay, and then when that party loses in the next election, they can be undone when the minority party is in control the next time.
1: That's still true today.
0: Right, so why are we blaming the filibuster when if people are racist, they're going to do racist things?
1: Because filibuster is a tool to derail progress from happening that would have otherwise gone through because it has the majority vote.
0: Okay. How about my example right now? 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Is it fair that the Democrats with the vice president could pass anything they want with that simple majority of 50 plus the tiebreaker one, even though there are just as many Republican senators? Is that fair? Is that fair to half the country that voted for Republicans?
1: I think that's how our... Government is structured, right? Like the majority gets a wider say. And I assume that's representative of the country since they voted in the majority, like the president to create that majority, right? The Mm -hmm. president and the vice president. So it's not that it's ignoring most of the country. It's representative. That's why we vote.
0: Yes, but what you're describing takes place in the House of Representatives. It takes a simple majority to pass any bill in the House.
1: Even in the Senate?
0: Not in the Senate. They have the, the filibuster rule to differentiate themselves from the House. And so it gives the minority party some voice, which I think is important. And frankly, creating compromise is not a bad thing. It's just become taboo lately. is it so bad to try to sway 10 senators on the other side? Why is that so bad?
1: That's not how it's used.
0: It's not how it's used right now, but it is how it was used historically. Again, the problem is not the filibuster. It's how partisan our politicians and our culture, frankly, has become. That is the problem.
1: Like I said, I agree that is the problem, mm-hmm. but I think the filibuster is part of that problem.
0: It never used to be. It wasn't a problem in 1837. Why is it a problem now in
1: 2022? It the, is. So the tool we use has... it and see what happens?
0: the tool hasn't changed at all it's the people who have changed
1: there have been changes made to the filibuster slightly Mm -hmm. yes
0: and we've talked about the uh nuclear option right which i think is (laughs) was a terrible mistake and has come back to bite both parties in the behind Mm -hmm. that is effectively undoing the filibuster and we've seen how we don't like when we undo the filibuster. So shouldn't that be proof that the filibuster is good? I th- feel like I'm saying filibuster a lot. <laughs> well,
1: that's just part of how this works. But I I think that it's slowing down progress, creating more problems than it's solving. I just, I'm against it.
0: Okay. Do you think there is an interesting phenomenon when a party is in the minority in the Senate They always support the filibuster, and when they're in the majority, they are against it.
1: Of course it's going to happen. That's, like, human nature of if something benefits me, then let's protect it. Mm -hmm. When it doesn't benefit me anymore, I've got a whole new perspective, and I want it to change. Like, that's just psychology. Well,
0: there's not much foresight. If you were in the majority party, and you now want to ditch the filibuster, even though a couple years ago you supported it, that just seems like shooting yourself in the foot eventually. It is silly. I'm glad you say that, because I have a montage of Senate Democrats saying when they were in the minority how important it was to preserve the filibuster. And now that they're in the majority, they want to abolish it. For the record, this compilation was created by the Washington Post, typically a liberal uh, news outlet, and I will link it in the description below if you do not believe me. Let's listen. Let us go no further down this road. I hope the Republican leader and I can, in the coming months, find a way to build a firewall around the legislative filibuster, which is the most important distinction between the Senate and the House. When Chuck you, were in the Florida, you joined plenty of efforts to filibuster legislation. The big difference is that we were always willing to negotiate in a bipartisan way. Mitch McConnell isn't. Why would you not think this is the beginning of the end of the filibuster? We cannot fail on key things to our democracy like S1,
1: and everything's on the table. No, I'm not crazy about getting rid of the
0: filibuster. This focus. would be At the, Bernie end Sanders. Of the
1: day we have to end the filibuster. It is just <laughs> unfair and undemocratic for a minority of the Senate to prevent what the majority of people want in this country, in the House, and in the Senate. Everybody I've talked to believe uh, that the legislative filibuster should stay there, and I, I, I will personally. Uh, resist efforts to get rid of them. I think the filibuster is going to be a defining debate uh, for our party whether we want to start delivering real results. We need to deliver on the demands, not of Democrats but of Americans who want to see their government function I strongly.
0: That was Cory Booker and so that's about half the video. It keeps going on but it definitely proves my point. It's obviously very important, a keystone of democracy when you're in the minority party but suddenly when you're in the majority, you got to get rid of it. It's got to go, which is just stupid, on, on my <laughs> in my opinion.
1: No, I agree with you on that. I mean, it seems super inconsistent. And to have people that are supposed to be wise and, you know, full of important decision-making skills are like, I like it, I don't like it, now I like it again. Like, that just seems childish to me. Um, right. It's not <laughs> really in support or against the filibuster. It's just when you're on top, you're on top, and when you're in the minority. But
0: which is true? Which do they believe? I mean, whichever way the wind blows, apparently. Right, there's
1: not a consistent opinion.
0: Which I think is ridiculous. It's more important to preserve the filibuster so the minority party does not get steamrolled. Out of the words of Democrats themselves, they agree with me. Thoughts?
1: At one point they did.
0: Yeah, well. But
1: wait two seconds and they'll agree with me.
0: Which is silly. Not that they agree with you, but that they (laughs) flip-flop. Just to be clear. We, of course, have a great compromise today and we didn't even need the filibuster to get it. We agree that Washington has become so hyper-partisan that they would rather not pass bills than work across the aisle.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the problem that we can agree on, that it's ridiculous to have no work done instead of talking to people you disagree with or you Mm -hmm. think that you're so different from. I mean, I think in the grander scheme of things, what we've learned through all of our episodes is that we agree on a lot. It's just the way we apply it is different. And so I think that if people are willing to work across the aisle, we could get back to being productive and making progress in our country.
0: Exactly. And it's normal and good for bills to have something that both parties can agree on in it like that. Remember those days?
1: (laughs) Let's go back to that. Yeah.
0: And I'm not talking about pork, of course, but actual items in the bill that we can all agree on. And one day I hope we can get back to that.
1: I hope so. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Great Compromise Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It'll be a little while until we come back with another episode, so I recommend going through all of our old ones and finding some new favorites. See you next time.